So the question is this, how are busy people like us, working full-time, raising kids, overcoming everything that life throws our way, how do we prioritize ourselves, accomplish our health and fitness goals, and build a body we're confident in? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Chris Merritt, and welcome to the Beyond Strength Show. Hey, what's up? It's Chris. Welcome to the Beyond Strength Show. Uh, it's funny because mm, this chair squeaks. That's funny. <laughs> um, the last time we did an episode was a month ago. And a month ago, I said, we're going to start doing these every two weeks. And a lot has changed. So if you remember, you probably got, well, not probably, you, you should have. And if you didn't, you need to let me know. You got an email that was really long that you maybe only read a quarter of. Uh, <laughs> but there's all kinds of exciting stuff going on. And so we just want to get on and, and talk about it and bring anyone that's not up to speed up to speed, but also tell kind of a fun, I don't know if it's really fun, but tell a little bit of a backstory of 2020. Well, I mean, one year ago. I think next week is one year. That we were in Florida? That we were, no, we were in Florida right now. Because oh, we the, memory, right now. the memory today in my Facebook feed is we were at that store, uh, Sugar. Oh, dude. We went out for Mexican. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we went out for Mexican and we were at a candy store called Sugar and it was amazing. It was. And uh, yeah, that was one year ago today. So yeah, I mean, just jump in. Maybe catch, I think we the, can catch the folks up. Start right there. So yeah, I mean, perfect place to jump in. One year ago today, we were in Orlando. We weren't just there to go to Sugar, <laughs> although it would have been worth the trip. Uh, let me let me actually, Sugar is a candy shop that it's- It has every kind of candy you can imagine. It's insane. It's everything you can imagine, like like- you will go through nostalgia of things from a kid to things you've never heard of. And I just want to tell one really funny thing because this is right when COVID and we were like, what is this COVID thing? Like, I don't know. But do you remember the woman that like was going in with her bare hands and reaching into all the bins and grabbing candy and like oh, and eating, eating it? it? And then yeah. and like, it was like before COVID and I remember being like, ew, like what? Yeah. And now I realize, I don't know how we didn't all get COVID right then and there, but uh. <laughs> so, um, but no, we were actually in Orlando, uh, you know, part who's, who's we? Me, you, yeah. my family. Okay, there yeah. we go. I didn't well, introduce you. Well, not everybody knows who we I didn't introduce you. Yeah. So, I'm not used to doing these podcasts anymore. So today, I have on my business partner, Todd Bumgardner. And uh, so we, when I say we, we are going to be given the backstory here. So a year ago, we were in Orlando. Uh, my family was as well. We went down first and we went to Disney. And then Todd came down and we were doing quarterly planning for uh, quarter two. 2020 so um i don't know anything you want to say there you want to i just i mean uh, the the plan didn't happen the plan did not happen (laughs) what's funny is we haven't we haven't looked at it and just now we were about to hit record i was like dude we should open that quarterly plan and i was just making a joke saying this should go in a museum somewhere because it was the last quarterly plan that we did before the world changed. And legitimately, uh, we're going to talk about it. I did not look at this again when everything went down. And reading it right now, I'm like, we had some awesome stuff in the works. <laughs> so, I mean, 
And what's cool is that some of it is like, oh, wow, this is going to be, um, these things are covered in the new model, which is really, really cool. But um, the reason why I want to share that is because we were down there, ideal world, planning our next quarter. And at that time, the news was on the 24-7 cycle of COVID, coronavirus, novel coronavirus things, what they were just referring to it. It was even COVID-19, were they even calling it? I don't point? remember. Like, Honestly, I don't remember. Um and we were like, shut up. Like, what is this? This is the news. My dad watches the news all the time. We're like, why are you watching this junk? And even my dad started being like, we got to shut this off. Um, and we were like, my family was at Disney the week prior. Uh, and then everything changed within one week. Like the very next week after we were there, Disney was completely closed. But we were still kind of like, ah, that's just, of course, there's, you know, I don't know how many people go through there a day. Like some businesses were taking precautions and, uh, what happened was we came back to Virginia. We had this awesome quarterly plan and Todd and I were meeting to do an implementation meeting for lack of better terms. Like, okay, like let's talk about uh, divvying out the work and making sure these things get done from the quarterly plan. And this is where I really want to jump in and I want to, I want to let you go because in talking to some of the members about the change that we're doing, when the backstory comes up, I I've been very open about uh, how wrong I was <laughs> Because we sat down to do this implementation meeting and uh, I made a note here that said implement, implementation meeting turned contingency planning because I'm like, hey, all right, we have this awesome quarterly plan. Um, we, we have these nice, even though no one can see it, there's this nice section that's like Todd's responsible for, Chris is responsible for, and we are both responsible for. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to talk about. And Todd comes in and he's like, did you see what happened? And was it Westchester, New York? Yeah, I think it was... It was New York or and Philly. I think it was New York and it was and it was Pennsylvania. It was outside of Philly and it was suburban New York City. It, I saw things were things were starting to shut down, and uh, so in looking at that, I was I just you know I didn't want to be I didn't want to be us have us you know caught with our pants down with a saying <laughs> because we weren't prepared. Um, you know, cause no one really knew what was going on. We didn't, no one was really sure how dangerous anything was or what was going, what the, what the real deal with, with COVID was. But I just kind of saw the writing on the wall and I was like, we're going to get shut down. We're absolutely going to get shut down and we have to be prepared for this because in, in worst case scenario, we prepare for this and it doesn't happen and cool. That's fine. But I couldn't sit back and watch this stuff start to happen and be like, oh, we're just going to be fine. And then us just get kicked in the teeth when the government tells us that we have to shut down. And I was like, it might only be two weeks. It might be this, but we got to be ready for something. And let me, let me pause you right there because I didn't want to hear any of this. Yeah. And so literally we're sitting in the same room where that conversation happened, where a lot of these conversations happen. And you would come in and you said, I, I know we're going over the quarterly planning, but we got to pivot today and talk about this. And I was like, no, <laughs> who's going to shut us down. Right. Like, well, yeah. and, uh, and I, I was talking with Jim Corey last night and I was saying all the credit in the world to you because it was like, I wouldn't let it go. I was like, no, shut up. <laughs> like we're going over this. And then when I was finally like, I basically sat back arms crossed. I was like, fine, what do we need to do? And that's when you had said, well, I think we need to think about, uh, I'm hearing talk of two weeks. So if they shut us down, because at that time it was like two weeks, flatten the curve. Okay, two weeks, big deal. If they shut us down for two weeks, um, here's what we need to prioritize with our members. Um, if it goes longer than two weeks, let's say a month, and I think we were both like, I can't even imagine they could shut us sure. down for a month. 
if it goes if it goes to a month, these are the issues. And I don't remember what they were. You might, and then you were like, and I there's no way. But if it goes over a month, these are the issues. And I remember that one. That one was uh, like basically maintaining our sense of community that we have with our members. And uh, I still had an attitude. Like you laid it out on the whiteboard, and I was like, cool, we done. <laughs> Todd's like, sure. <laughs> well, I mean. I just, I don't know exactly what I want to say right now, but I just, I knew something was going to happen. And I, I just hate that, that we could just walk blindsided. And I knew everyone would get, would be, would be worse for the wear if we didn't have some kind of plan. And, you know, I thought about, I tried to think about it from the, the most foundational human level that I possibly could. It was like, okay, so first of all, what if in two weeks, what's the big deal? Okay, so people are going to need some workouts. They're going to need some yeah. things to do at home. You know, a little bit longer, you start to take into mm. account other things. It was, I think it was, if it was longer than two weeks, that's where we were going to loan. I think that's where we were like, yep. we'll, we'll loan out okay, equipment. Okay, we'll loan out equipment. We'll do this. And then if it's this, it's like, if it's longer than that, you know, my mind went to the place with like, people are going to start losing their mind and they're going to need help. And, yeah. and we need to have plans in place to be able to not only keep our keep this afloat so we could take care of the coaches and make sure that we keep them employed but also because i knew that the members were going to be like their entire world is about to get turned upside down and they need something constant and from i can't remember what i wrote on the board but thematically that's the stuff that was going through my head yeah well yeah, i think that was pretty much it it was just it was i know it was bullet points and i'm kicking myself because i'm usually pretty good about saving things but i can't find the picture of of what was on that whiteboard i'm sure it exists we'll find it but uh yeah, it was basically just bullet points. And again, I sat back, arms crossed. I was like, we good there? <laughs> like, sure. And then we kind of talked about quarterly planning, but the the energy of it all was just super weird. And I think we were even still kind of like, all right, like, yeah, let's kind of work on this. In fact, I mean, one thing, I, I don't want to go through here and read stuff off, but one thing that I remember very clearly, and it came up in my memories recently, is we posted about this uh, fundraiser for Ryan. Because right. it was at the time that the Alms were raising the money. Um, for, uh, I always jack, is it MBIA, MPAN? MPAN, MBIA, MBIA and MPAN. Yes, MBIA is Close. the first, MBIA is the first okay, yeah, series yeah. of letters. So, um, and we made a post and we're like, we're doing this. And that's when people started commenting and going like, you're going to do an event? And we're like, crap, like everything's changing. And then that event never happened. Yeah. Um, and it was like a, it was a member onboarding event. I don't remember all the details of it, but, uh, and all of the proceeds were going to be delivered or to, uh, right. donated, um, to the cause, but. Yeah, and that was like the last thing that we were in the middle of doing, and then it was like everything kind of. I would say everything kind of crashed, but again, to your credit, we literally looked at the whiteboard and we were like, "Go," <laughs> yeah. and it went. All things considered, it went really, really, really well. Um, so again, credit to you on that. And I, I have a note up here. It says two weeks turned three months. <laughs> yeah, it did. Can't imagine in a hurry. Oh, very fast. In a hurry, it did. Any more? I'll be honest. It's it's pretty blurred. I don't remember how soon we found out it was like indefinite. I remember, um, at that point the governor was going live like every Friday, I think, and there was like all these updates. And at one point it was turned to like an indefinite stay at home order, and we were like, "Wow, this is real." (laughs) Yeah. Um, and uh, but with the things that you wrote, and then just like. We met and and, I, and we just took it like one stage at a time. It was like, we need to make sure that uh, because of those bullet points, we were like, well, we need to make sure that members have programs. And so it was like, boom, here's exactly what's going to happen. And like our members were 
blown away when it was like in, in less than 48 hours of the announcement, pretty much everybody within 24 hours, there were personal phone calls made to every single person um, to get find out what they had access to and get them set up with programs. And it, it just kept evolving from there. It was like, okay, now that's taken care of. Now we got to think about uh, the bullet points we have for if it goes longer than two weeks. Okay, now that's taken care of. And uh, so, but obviously two weeks turned into three months. And then uh, we got to do some outdoor stuff in May. I think that's it was right. in May. And um, finally got the green light to open on uh, a Friday, uh, June 12th but we chose not to open until Monday, June 15th. Um, but I want to go back a little bit because but as we, we kind of started getting word like, hey, that, that green light's probably coming. And I had written, as I talked about in the email that went out to our members, I had written a journal entry in August of 2018. Just playing like, a, I like to get up and write in the morning. Um, and on this particular day, I wrote the question at the top of a sheet uh, what if we could go back and redo all of the systems of the gym? And I just wrote it and I didn't have like a, a motive going in except for like, hey, let's write about this this morning. And then what came out, um, I remember coming to you at that time being like, wouldn't this be awesome? And we were just kind of like, that'd be cool. Yeah, maybe that's a different business somewhere someday, right? Um, but before we reopened in June, we started saying like, what if, what if we just do this, right? Um, and we didn't for two big reasons. The lease, uh, that the, the building that we are, well, not just the building, the uh, space, the unit, yeah, unit. that we're currently sitting in is the gym that we've had since October of 2016. This is our second location. Um, it's huge. For anyone that hasn't been here before, the total square footage is 10,200 square feet. There are two businesses here, but somewhere in the ballpark of 3,000 square feet of that is locker rooms. And, um, that's unnecessary. That was real dumb. <laughs> and, uh, but the business was doing well enough to where it was like, oh, well, whatever, we really want this space. We'll just take that one on the chin. Um, but then when your board, your business is forced to close for three months, you start to really look at some of the stupid decisions that you've made. You, you tally things up. Yeah. And um, so we started getting on the, the property management company who are out of this world. Awesome. No relation to me. They are called Merit Properties. Um, but they... Uh, pretty much saying, Hey, I know we have two years to go on our lease. Can we leave now? <laughs> but not leave. Can we just move to a different building somewhere here in the, the complex? Cause it's a huge business park. Um, and, and rightfully so. And obviously for their own concerns, they were like, no, <laughs> well, um, not totally. They no. weren't totally I mean, like that, yeah. but we, I mean, to, to precede that you and I had some conversations about like, yes. that were, include the things like the locker room space of like we are just not running things as effectively and efficiently as we can yeah. and it's it's costing us resources and those resources can be better put back into um very professional <laughs> uh back into the business or back into our members or used in a much more uh productive way rather than paying for 3000 square feet of locker room space every month. Yeah. And, and that's what you and I had a conversation at lunch about that. Yep. And then that made us decide like, okay, so we need to start talking to the property. Manager yeah. Company. Yeah. Yep. And they didn't just up say no, to be honest, they toured us through some spaces, but they aired their concerns of 
letting someone break a lease that is again in total 10,200 square feet um, and it's not that we wanted a smaller training area but we did want the nearly 3,000 square feet of locker rooms chopped off so I mean put yourself in their shoes we're, we're saying I know you thought you had this income coming in for the next couple of years can we re uh, can we rehash that like, <laughs> and then we were like yeah so did we <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. so um they didn't say no. It was just like, hey, here's all these factors we need to consider. And honestly, me and Todd were like, let's just let's just do it. Let's just, you know what? Like things are going to reopen soon. There's so much uncertainty. Like why why tack that on? Let's just let's get after it as we're allowed to reopen. And I'm not saying when that you Todd, say that mean you mean not try the new model. Not try the new model. Right. Yeah. And it was like there's too much. We're not going to be able to get out of this current lease. The lease on this is very uh, the 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 overhead on this is very high. Right. Um. And so that's a big gamble to say we're going to change uh, our model. I'll say improve our model because it's still like a lot of what we do is in there, but um, it's still change change our model. Um while coming back from a pandemic and we really don't know how people are going to respond anyways to even being back inside. Sure. And it was just like, you know, let's not, let's not rock the boat too much. There's, there's so many unknowns here. Let's at least walk in with this known. We know that this business, uh, the way that it currently has been set up, it's been working for years. Um, sure. There are things that we want to change and we've talked about for a while, but maybe now is not the time. Um, well, yeah, I mean, and we wanted to make sure that uh, our our members came back to something consistent and something yeah. that they've been able to count on for a long time. And after all of that uncertainty, and to you know, and from a from a membership level and from a, a caring for our people level, that was that was certainly part of the conversation. And then it was also you know from a you know from a business standpoint there was like the uncertainty of like well how are people going to respond to everything and for us to create in a gigantic level of change and we had really no information about that yet uh it was just it didn't seem like the right thing to do yeah and i said in an email i mean i'd be lying if i said there wasn't a level of fear myself <laughs> like, oh i was afraid to do it so I'm gonna, yeah absolutely yeah genuinely wanted to genuinely was fearful felt we had already we didn't know the half of it literally we were halfway into the year <laughs> felt that we'd already been through enough uh for the year like let's let's I'm a little scared of, of changing more things that like enough has been changed it's out of our control why would we do this one right now so but um but so we reopened to our normal model and what was interesting and this was just like from i think a people perspective point is to this day there's still a lot of people we were like, we're so close. Like the the vaccines, like it sounds like, I forget what percentage of the population is going to be vaccinated. They're saying by end of May. Um, I think pretty much anyone that wants it, it's available to. I've, I've heard okay. at the end of May. Um, and there's still a lot of people who are waiting to go back out and do anything until that time. And sure. so when we reopened, what was interesting is that uh, that's when we actually saw more people say, hey, uh, I'm going to put my membership on hold. I'm glad you guys are open. Like, you're good. You weathered this. And what's funny is, like, we didn't... <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't take much of a financial hit over... When we were closed, no. When we were closed and quarantined. No. And, um, and that, for me, is still, like... I still unpack the lessons, the takeaways from that of, like, 
perception versus reality because now going through and having these these one-on-one conversations that we're working our way through with the members about the the changes um coming is like someone had said to me like i you know i thought uh i thought you guys were absolutely crushing it and i'm like but what do you want me to do like do you want me to do you want me to jump on uh instagram and be like listen people and cry <laughs> like but, I spent the past three hours in the field. Yes, <laughs> but it's but it's also that like I've never been one to. I don't want to go public and, and complain about circumstances. I'm always someone that's like, well, all right, we're gonna figure this out. Sure, and there absolutely. wasn't really a question of us ever figuring it out. It was just what figuring it out might look like. And uh, and one thing that I wanted to touch on was, it was okay. Reality. A lot of people put their accounts on hold right now, and we have like minimal margin in the business. We were still okay, but we have minimal margin in the business. Chances are there aren't a ton of people who are like, I'm dying to go sign up for a gym right now. Oh no. Um, but we need to find the ones that, that are raising, well, not that are raising their hand, but that are sitting there like, man, I would love to get back in a gym. And knowing that a gym like us was like prime for those folks, they're like, I don't want to go back to a big gym. I'd like to go to like a small appointment only. And we're like, Hey, Hey, here we are. So, uh, we decided to run Facebook ads and actually hire someone to run Facebook ads for us, which was a first. And uh, it went well, but it was another thing that led us to go like, I don't want to play this game. We got a taste of uh, of the volume game. So you run ads, you have tons of people that answer the ads. Some of them go, you reach out and they go like, what did I sign up for? I don't even know what this is. And it was different. Like our first, what? I don't even know what it was at that point, nine years or so of business. We were word of mouth. Um, we were referral. Very, very little in terms of like ads and bringing in cold traffic. And it was our first taste of like if we were going to play the volume game. I was like, I do not like this game. It just it wasn't. It, it changed the feel of things. And um, and eventually, I think around December of 2020, uh, actually it was November of 2020, we just shut those ads off. We were like, hey, like we're done with this. Let's just let's shut these off. And, but it was good because it did create enough of a buffer for us. And it was like, we're good for a bit, um, but we need something else. And around that same time, uh, we all, all along, we were doing the negotiations with Merit still. And we got word like, yes, we're good to go uh, on this property that we want. Are we good? On, oh, on, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. cool. Um, we're, we're good to go on this property that we've been looking at. And when I say this property, it's the same exact building that we're in, two doors over. So now there's really light at the end of the tunnel. We, uh, we got some people in from the ads. Uh, we found out that we're going to be able to get into a space that's going to be more efficient and it's going to get us to a more manageable overhead. And we were like, but we still, we need, we need to bump things up. And uh, we had this idea to do this ultimate transformation gratitude giveaway. And it was a success. <laughs> I mean... I don't remember exactly how many, uh, I don't have a head count in front of me of how many people it officially so far we've already brought in and we will be following up with more people from it here at some point. But I think uh, we partnered with multiple businesses, um, joint ventured and like everyone had like a lead share where people raised their hands and said, I'm specifically involved in this business, but each business promoted the others and it was awesome. Um, and I don't remember what the official tally was, but somewhere in the ballpark of maybe like 50 people that were like, yeah, I would love to try out Beyond Strength which is great. And we onboarded, what, 20 of them in a very yeah. short window and completely overwhelmed our systems. <laughs> yeah, we did. 
I think we need to go back. Okay. Real quick. Yeah. I mean, because you kind of gloss over some stuff, man. Um, especially when it comes to the guts. Like, we were okay. But then, I, I honestly, I just want to tell everybody the entire thing. Okay. Like, Chris and I haven't paid ourselves in months. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't. We've, we have taken it on the chin because we sat down and we were at the point where it's like, bank account's getting pretty low. Yep. What are we going to do about this? And... You know, there was the the chance, and and this is something you know, we thought about a lot of people in making these decisions. We mm-hmm. thought about the members that have supported us for years. We thought about our coaches. We thought about, it. and and there was a the consideration of like, man, if this gets too bleak, like, we're just gonna have to shut this down, and we have to move on because it's like, Chris has a daughter to feed. I have a very cute dog that <laughs> I have to buy food for all the time, and I was like, well, what do we do about this? And we decided that. We were going to keep going. Yeah. We had three guys that depended on us for income. We have this gym full of members that depend on us for a great place to come to to train and try to change their lives for the better. So we took it on the chin, man, and we've been taking it on the chin for months. And, you know, we were, and in doing that, we were like, um, we can't do that forever. No. But, uh, we decided that we needed to do it because it was the right thing to do. So rather than lay off our guys and, and cut them into the uncertainty of trying to find a job in the middle of, of COVID as a, as a fitness coach, um, we kept the lights on and we kept the door open. And I think that that's important for everyone to understand, especially if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you give a shit about us. And so I, I just want you to, I wanted everyone to understand that. It's like, this isn't, this comes from a place of like, we want to make things better because this, I, I really believe that this new model is going to, is going to change, um, the way everyone trains, uh, in a way that's so positive and so much more energetic and is going to give people a better path to accomplishing the things that they want to accomplish. I really believe that, but it's like, we, you also have to, in all of this, consider, um, the two guys that have been behind the scenes the whole time that, figured out how to keep the business open through a year when I don't know how many gyms closed, how mm-hmm. many of our peers went out of business. Um, and we kept this afloat and we made some real big sacrifices for this. And it's like, well, now we're at this point where it's like, well, we can create something better and we can do it as a business and we can do it in a way that really supports our clients and puts us back in the position where, you know, we can make a living again. And I, I just, I, I wanted to touch on that because I think it's important. It's like, this isn't, this, this isn't two guys being selfish and trying no. to rock the boat. It's like, no. this is something I know that, that with the, the training changes that Chris wants to make, like it, when he wrote that journal entry in 2018, he came to me nearly immediately and we started talking about that and we didn't know how to figure out how to do it. Um, we literally thought it was another location. We, we were did. Like, I think we're going to open something else at some point. And, and we thought that, you know, I, I, th- I don't think that there was enough clarity, but we also got to the point where I think this is important to understand too. And why I wanted to say about the fact that we've taken it on the chin financially so hard this year. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's still a year. Um, <laughs> is that you get to a certain point where you're just like, well, whatever. <laughs> like I already haven't paid myself in yeah. three or four months. Like, Let's try it. We're, 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 we're at this place and you know, I think this is the right thing to do. And I think if we do it in the right way, there's going to be a lot of people that come along with us. 
but I didn't want to gloss over that. I thought everyone deserved that. I, I respect everybody listening to this enough for them to understand the entire truth behind some of these decisions. So I just want to make sure that we talked about that. Which is exhibit A where I'm like, people are like, I thought things were so hunky dory, even just now. Like, I'll be honest, like I struggle with, uh, I'm glad that you did do that because personally I struggle with like, how, how outwardly open should we be about all of this stuff? But it's like, I, I think it's, I, I agree. I think it's important for people to know, um, but not in like a, whoa, like, woe is me. Like, I mean, we're good. Like, well, no, but the thing um, is, the, the, the reality is, is we made a decision and we yeah. made a, cal- a, a decided, we decided to do this because we thought this place is good and it deserves to still exist. We care about our members. We care about the coaches that we employed. We could have, I mean, honestly, I know of other gyms that have done this. We could have cut our coaches loose and just absorbed yeah. all of those hours ourselves and said, well, I'm sorry, we got to eat. Good luck, guys. Yeah. And we didn't do that. And, and I think it's important for people to know that. Yeah. So, no, I'm glad you went back to that. Um, I mean, so, I mean, we were saying like the, the giveaway and I, I was saying about the systems overwhelmed and... And we went back from there. When you say, you mean like our ability so, to bring in new clients and integrate them into the gym. Yeah. So overworking our people. Yeah. One of the things that I really like, I'm proud of what we've done, you know, going back to day one and it's, it's only gotten better is we've always put the individual first. Like we've always been like, we are not the, going back to like what I was saying about the ads. Like we're not, we don't play the volume game. I'm not trying to, um, have 20, 25 people in at one time and um, just make it all about like rah-rah cheerleader, like training, like energy first. Like it's always been about the individual and sitting down and finding out what people want to do and, and getting them on the path towards their version of success. So one like that won't change. But when I say our systems were overwhelmed, what that has looked like up to this point is we sit down in the room where we're recording this podcast and we talk about people's goals and we talk about their background and we talk about What's worked for them? Hasn't worked for them? Um, why they think that is? And a lot of people have big epiphanies in those types of conversations. And those were going great. But I was having, I mean, three, sometimes four of those a day. I know that I think the record was eight of those in one week, seven or eight of those Something in one like week. That. And what those are followed by is what's called a personal orientation, just in case someone listening doesn't, you know, isn't familiar with our systems. And a personal orientation is that they are on the floor during a regular small group personal training session here, which means that there's up to eight members training at that time. And one of our coaches is walking them through the warmups. And then they're handed off to the other coaches on the floor for that time. And they're walking them through, you know, uh, a handful of different exercises, all ultimately to get to know that person even better, um, figure out the, the right places to start them when it comes to their training so that they never feel overwhelmed or silly like a lot of systems that are just like go and throw them in right but we were throwing eight like six seven eight additional uh people in the mix every single week with that and what happens is there kind of becomes like this this compounding effect it's not just harder on the fact that there's all these members who once you become a member you have your program you come in and it looks like open gym everyone's doing their own thing but with complete clarity of what to do because they have things that are written for them, right? But um, we were dumping on, you know, six to eight new people a week. So that means that there's six to eight orientations going on, which means a coach is tied up with one of those at a time because each of them are still one-on-one. 
while those new people after they get through the orientation are now in that mix of up to eight people that are on the floor training at that time. So now you have people who they need more attention inherently, right? And the way that our systems were set up is like, we're looking at it going like, crap, <laughs> we're not living up to what we've always done. It's a good problem to have, um, but we need to figure this out because it is a problem because our coaches were, were kind of feeling bummed with things because they're like, like we can't, how do I want to say this? We can't, um, we can't take care of these people like we always have. And, and like, we know that we can, right. And, uh, it was just all, all overwhelming. So when I say systems overwhelmed, I mean that way. So you and I were talking and we were like, well, this on one hand, it's a good problem to have. Like after the year we've had, we need an influx of business, but this is a this is a huge lesson learned. Like these systems aren't going to work. Like think about the influx once our members decide to come back, and then people that are coming out of the woodwork um, with the vaccines and stuff here who are like, all right, I want to get back to training, but I'm not going to a big box gym. I want to come into a smaller appointment based place. It's like this has to change, Absolutely. and so that is really where we started to go. Like, all right, well let's let's think on that. And I went back to, you know, the the vision of of this system. And so, I don't know, in my mind, I think it's like a good segue to talk about like, well, what in the world is the system you guys are talking about? Um, but I mean, anything you want to... No, I, I think that that's the, the next place to go is really to, because I think that, you know, you hear a lot of this and, and one of the things that you said as you were just making that, dis you were giving that description is people get their program. Yes. And, and hearing this new change is like, well, I'm not going to have my program anymore. And it's like, you will, yep. you will, things will be done in a way that the exercises and everything will fit you in the way that they should fit you. Um, but one of the things that I think that that we could have improved um, over the years beyond the individualization is giving people clear paths forward. Yes. And, and I think that's one of the things that helps people seeing like, man, you know, here's this, here's this thing in the distance that, I can get to and here's something to aim at and here's something objective that tells me which direction I'm moving in and honestly you know we're gonna get Chris is gonna describe things more but that's one of the things that I'm most excited for for people because like here is this thing and if I can do this it graduates me to the next level and I think that that's a very important thing for people for, for human psychology and I think that that's something that we could have improved a while ago and I'm really excited for this change yeah so I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. Like I, I had up here on the board, why, why the change? Well, we just kind of gave the backstory on that. <laughs> yeah. um, but in having these one-on-one -on -one conversations, I don't mean this in a selfish way, but of course, uh, I mean, no, like it's okay to be selfish. And what I'm about to say is, is a lot of people are just like, I trust you guys. Like, I'm sure that, that this all makes sense in the big picture. Like what's in it for me? <laughs> like, you know, it's like sure, a lot, a lot. And so in the email which was really, really long. <laughs> um, we really broke it down into four different headers and then they were no one trains alone, an annual plan, levels, which you just kind of talked about the benefit of these levels a little bit with like aims of seeing where you can go. Um, and then new membership. Uh, uh, I mean, new membership levels, I don't know. New memberships, yeah. like new membership structure, I guess yeah. we should we should say. So one thing is like I alluded to with the training, like, and Todd had said that, you know, this is still going to be very much uh, still tailored to the individual. 
100%. But right now it's like with people being all over, I'm on this week, I'm on that week, I'm on, I'm on this day, I'm squatting today, I'm deadlifting today, I'm doing this. It's like from a coaching perspective, uh, it's a lot to manage. It's a lot to manage. And then, you know, that, that that's for us, right? Like, okay, well, that's hard on the coaches, whatever. But like, what's in it for me? Is like the energy yeah. when you've experienced training together, almost like team training. But so people are like, oh, so it's going to be like if I went to insert gym name here and it's a class and we all do the same thing. Like, yes, but no. So uh, uh, kind of jumping ahead to like we have these levels is it's like what we've always done. We're still going to sit down with you, the individual, and find out what you want to do. And this is still a really complex system to where, yes, we're going to be training together. We're going to warm up together. We're going to go through timed sections of training together. Thematically, we're going to be doing similar movements, but there could be eight, nine people in one session who take eight or nine completely different paths through this, both, you know, for multiple reasons, because maybe one of them, like there's going to be uh, these levels I'm talking about. So they're going to be different levels of training. I'm probably not going to call them levels. I don't know what we're going to call them, Yeah. but, uh, but there's gonna be these different um, kind of paths of training that way. Then you zoom in and it's like, okay, within, I'm still going to call them levels for now because we've been doing it. <laughs> you zoom in and like within these levels, um, there's a layer of choice and that choice may be directed by a coach who's like, Hey, this is the best option for you. But there's also like multiple, say use a squat, for example, there's multiple types of squats that you could do. Right. And it's like, maybe you feel like doing this type, but we would have written this other type in your program. So now it's like, you're going to see a little bit more choice on your program. So again, layer deeper, you get to kind of choose your path through that program. And if you want to be more directed, you will be, you just let the coaches know. Um, and then within that, it's like, okay, so we have our exercises. Um, we have the time that we're going through them, how many repetitions we're doing. But now it's like how, uh, what kind of tempo and, and pacing you're using throughout that timed block of training. And I don't want to get too in the weeds with that stuff, but basically it's like, now it goes back to that, like, what was your goal? Uh, what are your goals? What do you want to do? Now we can get very directed in terms of saying, okay, Todd, for you and your goals today, um, in this 15 minute segment, I'd like you to, to work through this circuit like once every three minutes. If, if we see you're going a lot faster faster than that, obviously we're going to pull back the reins, you know, but it's a, it's a very, very, very malleable system and I'm still oversimplifying, <laughs> you know, how it is. So Yeah, but I, I think the important thing is, is uh, beyond the fact that, yes, this is, is going to be something that can be tailored to person based on, you know, even to which days you show up to train. So we can help you direct the path towards whatever outcome you want by directing you to like, you should come to this, you should come to strength on Monday yes. and Wednesday, and then you should come to this conditioning class because it really, really fits your goals and the way you're going to do things. Uh, I think that that's really important. But I think also, man, just the the fun and the energy yes. component of, of people being more together and having a more cohesive thing, you know, and I can speak to it from just from my experience with things like that is playing college football and all of us training together and all of us being on this, on the relatively the same program and going thing through, through things together. And it's a really good feeling when you can, uh, you know, you're working in the same space, doing the same kind of things, working to achieve the same kinds of things, even within the the um, that all being nested within whatever your particular goals are, it's it's a lot of fun and it, it produces better results because you work in a way that you you wouldn't otherwise that you don't perceive because you're kind of working outside yourself. You're not you're not as concerned with like this one little thing. It expands you into 
the group even more and it's it's awesome yeah i mean we've always we've, we have this gigantic banner on the wall these banners are not going to the new space um but there's three words over there one of them is community and you know when i talk about the energy like us doing more things together uh, really brings that word to life more than this like people kind of being in their own world doing their program you know uh somewhat by themselves yeah. but yet with with the guidance of a coach and it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh and this isn't something that we're just making up like i think that's one thing that we left out is we've been running a system like this since 2015 through our other business strength faction right. um, just in a virtual sense with other trainers and gym owners all over the world and we've seen it's, it's one of the big things that made me in 2018 uh, you know quite literally a few years almost three years into having done it and going why aren't we doing this in the gym? I mean, that's really like what I wrote in the journal, basically. Sure. Um, and it's like, to, to drive home a point, like same program, different path, we had uh, our friends Adam and Dan, uh, members, members of Strength Faction, uh, who same program, but took their own paths through it. And one of them lost 30 some pounds. And the other one, I don't remember the exact amount, but gained weight, lost body fat. So he got freaking jacked, right? Yeah. And then um, went and won a jiu-jitsu tournament. And then went and won a jiu-jitsu tournament. So... Just an example of how they were on the same program, um, but it was this uh, annual plan and it was this specific uh, like season is the way that we talk about it in Strength Faction. Um, and then with all of the different uh, choices in there and like and, and the pathways through, and this will be even more detailed with our what we're doing here in the gym, will be even more detailed because we're doing way more assessment um, and, and directing folks more now based on what they want to do. So uh, I feel like I know you said it, but I don't want to gloss over how individualized and tailored this will still be Absolutely. while also being together. Absolutely. So um, I don't know that there's much that we need to say on this about the annual plan, but in the email, I basically just said that uh, I was on the floor lifting one day and Jonathan Roberts was in the gym and he said, it's good. It's good to see that you do what we do. I was going to try and do an Australian accent. I don't don't try it. <laughs> don't. Good day, mate. Uh, um, <laughs> he's not at not all. Good. Not at all how you're he talks. Good. But um, the joke I made in the email was I looked at him and said, what? And not because of his Australian accent, but because I was like, what, what does he mean? Like, it's good to see that you do what we do. And he basically was just like, well, it would suck to find out that like, you actually train somewhere else, do something different, um, it, but you practice what you preach and, and you're a fit dude. Like, so it makes me feel really good about what we're doing. And in my head, I was like, yeah, like I do what you do. We were both, I think, doing some type of a deadlift variation at that time. But in my head, I was like, there's this change I want to make. And there's one huge difference in the annual plan. The difference is uh, that it moves on, right? It just it just keeps going because we already know uh, for, like what we're doing next month with that plan. So if like, sure, I can on my own time make up the workout if I were to miss today's workout. But the plan's going to keep going. And there's a level of like fear of missing out or FOMO, as kids say. <laughs> um and on that particular day, it was a great example. He was seeing me there training because I don't, I'm not normally there training at the time. I like to train in the morning, but I had other stuff going on and I was there training in the afternoon. So he was like, oh, it's great to see that you do what we do. But I'm like, I do, but I don't. Like the reason I'm here, to be honest, I don't like to train this late, but the annual plan and this, this like, uh, it's like a layer of, I kind of hate this term, but it's kind of a layer of accountability to like show up and keep doing it, stay with the group. But the real thing is that it keeps you consistent. And when you're consistent, you create momentum. 
and, and everything that you want to accomplish just happens that much easier when you have momentum on your side. And not to mention the fact that um, the training's pretty darn fun because it's not just like up, down, forward, back. I pick things up, I put them down, I press them away. Like it's sure. it's a lot more athletic and um, I'm pumped to, to implement stuff like that uh, into this and, 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 and bring, you know, it won't be the same exact thing as what we're doing at Strength Faction, but but bring that annual plan, and I think we're going to see uh, people lit on fire uh, even more in terms of their consistency because they're like, oh, I don't want to miss out on this. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you know, we, we keep talking about these levels. And the levels are really just, uh, we've always done mobility. I think, I think we've always done a great job with intake, um, seeing what people, where they are, where they want to go, and kind of helping to fill in that gap and begin the process. We've always been great at assessing folks' mobility and making sure that we're putting them in the best position to be successful. And um, I know that this will make sense to you, but I'll let you kind of riff on this. Beyond that, we sort of, uh, and there's a lot of good that's come from this, but I just know it can be so much better. We sort of left it up to them through our end of phase chats and our end of block meetings to be like, so what do you want to do next? Yeah. And there's a, I threw the quote in the email, um, the, uh, what is it, Henry Ford said about if I asked the people what they wanted, mm-hmm. um, they would have gotten a faster horse. like. They, 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 but once they had the car, this wasn't his quote, but it was like I said, you know, once they had the car, like your horizons are open to where you can go and what you can do now. You just, you didn't even know. And I kind of drew that parallel to the levels, but I think we've done a great job, but we've just left it so autonomous that like you alluded to a little while ago, people don't know what they don't know in terms of aims and, and where they can go. And that's what the levels are about. So. Well, yeah, I think that, um, People, it's easier to make a choice about something when you have a certain level of of clarity. And, you know, we've done a good job with conversations and finding out what's important to people and doing all of that. But then the next steps uh, could be based... We tried to make the menu too big. And I think in doing that, it created more confusion than necessary. Did people still make progress and get results and do Absolutely. all this? Absolutely. For sure they do. But if you're like... Man, if, you know, for example, if I can do um, this, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't, with this, <laughs> <laughs> this conditioning, this thing, this conditioning test, if I'm able to do that, man, it allows me to do not only more of this in the gym, but it expands these horizons in my life. And it gives you a more specific aim to go after rather than feeling like there is this cloudy menu of things that just exist in the ether that I could choose from. It's like, well, here's the next menu. Let's go after these. When you get this done, man, not only does it open up more horizons for you in the gym, but your abilities outside the gym are going to grow. And rather than making things so opaque and um, amorphous, it's like, here are the things. We go do these things. This helps us get to where we want to be. And then we make all the progress in the world and it makes everything simpler on you. You don't, you won't waste as much energy thinking about all of these possibilities that could be out in the world. It's like doing the simple thing creates more possibilities rather than trying to figure out what all of the possibilities are. And that, that's a change that, that we need. And you know, the way that we thought about training before, I shouldn't say it that way. The way that we executed our, our training in, in the small group personal training model that we did, it it made it more difficult to execute on something like that, which is something that has been in Chris and my mind for a while. But, you know, we had these other systems 
uh, from the end of block chats to the end of phase chats, all these things. And quite honestly, we needed them to break for us to see yeah. that we had to create something better that was simpler, that gave people a stronger direction, that gave them something that they could apply their their own values to in a way that was actually measurable and more productive. And and that's what it is. So like on that, I'll give you a very concrete example. I was I was on the phone with uh, D last night, you know, going through doing these individual follow-ups, like, hey, questions, comments, concerns, like, let, let's talk through it. And when it comes to the levels, D was like, well, I, I have some pretty specific goals that I want to get after. And then like, then there's these levels, like, how does it all work together? And I just said to her, um, and this is stuff that you and I have talked about for a long time, but I was like, look, the reality is, and her goal was, was uh, and I know she won't mind me saying this, was uh, she wants to do some Spartan races coming up. And so it's not like she was saying this, this like a fat loss goal or anything like that. But what I had said to her was like, number one, this system, like that's what we're going towards. These levels are about what you can do. We have like our top line thing on our client credo train for gain. And it's like train about opening your horizons and, and, and what you can do with your life. Right? Like basically just like do more in two words, um, through, through a capability standpoint. But I said, the reality is, um, your goal is perfectly suited for this system better than, than, you know, because before it was like, yeah, you could come in and do your program Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you could go to metabolic Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, metabolic wasn't best suited for you to get ready for, um, for a Spartan race, right? It may, may help a little bit, but, um, it's still very, very general. And so, but what I said to her was, uh, a lot of people come in, let's talk about the levels and like where they're really going to benefit. A lot of people come in and they're just like, they have a fat loss goal or they have like some type of a, a body image, right? Uh, some type of a body image goal. And they hyper focus on something. Um, this is like kind of a, I don't know, somewhat taboo subject, maybe but like something they don't like about themselves. And there's an inherent level of like, well, I'm training because I want to get rid of this or I want to, um, like, I don't like this about myself. And, and those are typically the folks that are like, you know, I just need you um, to hold me accountable. I just need you to like, you're going to help me to show up. And it's like, we're fighting a losing battle there. We're fighting a, a, a massively uphill battle unless we can get those folks uh, to focus on, they find enjoyment in something else that actually gets them to show up and be consistent for other reasons. But when it's just like running away from something you don't like, I personally, I can't think of anyone that we've ever worked with um, in the short term. Sure, we've seen success with that kind of a mindset, but I've never seen sustained success with that kind of a mindset. But by continually sitting down with people and being like, so what do you want to do next? Well, I want to, and it's like always, like not always, but there's cases I can think of where it was this, um, I'm running away from this or I don't want to be that, right? Whereas instead now people come in and they go through the levels and when you have someone who's focused on achieving something, whether that be these levels in the gym or these levels in the gym open their horizons to other things they can do and they say, I wanna get out and I wanna do this, I wanna do a Spartan race, I wanna, I wanna get into rock climbing, I wanna, I wanna do something active and, and fun, right? And about like what I'm able to do with my body. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it and, makes sense. And that, when they find that, now they have something as you and I have talked about recently that, that essentially like, that's worth making sacrifices for. You're not going to want to train every day, but it's easier to show up and train when it, one, you, you were like, there's specific things within that that you enjoy and that you're going after, even if you don't feel like doing it today, that's normal. Um, 
but when you also see it as something that's a sacrifice worth making because it's tied to something positive and big that you're excited to do versus something that you're just trying to not be or run away from. Does that? Does that, that makes total sense. So, I mean, I can give a personal example. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've had you several clients, and I'm I'm not doing this to my own horn. It's just an it's just next just an example. Here we go. And come up to me and say that I look a lot leaner. Like I look like I've lost oh, yeah. weight. I've literally gained weight. <laughs> I, I've put on like six pounds, but I look different. Um, and it's just because things in my life have become more organized over the past few years when, from a training standpoint, um, because I've gotten back to doing something that I love, which I love to hunt. I, that's how I like to get my food. I enjoy being outside and I've really fallen in love fell in love with Western hunting and mountain hunting and it is physical yeah. and it's something that I want to be able to do until I am old. And so it gave me a really, really solid aspirational aim that wasn't really about losing fat or doing anything. Cause I, I literally, there were plenty of times when I came into Chris, I was like, dude, I'm getting fat. Like, I, <laughs> I don't look good. I don't like this. I don't feel good. And, and it wasn't until I settled into well, I want to be able to accomplish these things. I want to be able to do these things when I'm 80, that I started to organize my life better, that I started yeah. to organize my training better, that I started to do organize my nutrition better to the fact that I know that if I want to be able to do this thing, um, I need to be able to do all these other things, which is you know, have improved aerobic capacity, just maintain my strength because I'm already strong enough, um, take care of myself from a sleep standpoint better, from a, a nutrition standpoint better, and all of these other things that need to play because I knew where I wanted to go. And then the the um, the byproduct of that is I look a lot better. I, yeah. I, I'm I lean again. I And Chris, you know, when I were talking about the other day, it's like I look like I did when I played college football, and I haven't looked like that for a long time. And it's because my aim has been focused on something that is very aspirational to me and something that I want to create rather than sitting there and, and beating myself up because I didn't like the way that I looked. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I was gonna kind of tie that into like, if someone had said to you, I don't even know how many years ago I want to put in this five, six years ago, Todd, um, you're gonna have some programs where you're actually only lifting like two days a week. And you're gonna have some days where you, uh, do like aerobic development work for like hours. Um, not saying people's training like that is going to be here, but I'm just saying like in terms of like a sacrifice, uh, which I don't even know if it makes sense to call it a sacrifice, but if someone would have told you that five, six years ago, oh, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just wouldn't have done it yeah. because I mean, you know, I started what I'm, I'm 34, I'll be 35. I started hunting again when I was 29 and then I started getting back into it bigger in the couple of years after that. And then it was like, I didn't have that aspiration yet. I didn't have that. I want, this is, these are the things that I want to do. These are the things I see myself doing. And for anybody else, it might be, you know, being able to play with your kids. It might be doing a Spartan race like D. It might be all of these other things, but it's like having that other aim that's just a little bit more outside. Playing, playing men's league softball. Yeah, like playing, playing softball. Being able to do whatever it is that you want to do with your life. And it's just crazy how how much better other things fall in when you, when you have that or you have just like even these aims at the gym. It's like... Well, I want to be able to pass this test. I want to be able to do this. And it just, it, everything else kind of falls into place a lot better when, when you, when you have something that's either for future you or a little bit farther outside yourself than to just focus on all of these things that are associated with aesthetics. And, and to kind of bring the levels home, 
These are not just strength levels. No. Uh, we, we historically, we've had strength standards that were really about keeping people safe in terms of when to progress them uh, to the barbell um, or when to, you know, progress them in terms of push-ups on the floor and, and, you know, kind of avoid that frustration of like, what do I just, I guess I just have to do them from my knees. It's like, no, we found proven pathways. And so it was about knowing when to move someone um, from a decision-making standpoint from programming and and this is is very uh very expanded from that so everything we're talking about you might be like well you guys are talking about being able to go do cool stuff and doing things that you're passionate about and if someone works their way through these levels again they're not just strength there's there's athleticism um uh there are conditioning standards or or you know capacity conditioning cardio standards whatever you would want to call them and so as someone moves up through these levels it's you're just getting more and more of like you're the type of person that can go do whatever you want to do yep. whenever you want to do it exactly um, and that lines up with so many of our people's goals over the yep. years um, but there's also usually that like like you talked about a body composition thing and everything sure. else and we get hyper focused on body composition because that seems easily tied to the gym uh -huh. whereas when we actually work on these other things the body composition stuff yep. just falls in place so and the and the last thing I want to say on levels because we want to wrap this up uh, is we kind of want to steal from the martial arts world because something that the martial arts uh, do really well is uh, consistently recognize um, people's accomplishments. And so the way that our training system is going to be set up is every 13th week. So it's going to be the last weeks of March, June, September, and December. Uh, we're going to give people, you don't have to, but not we're going to- Not March this year. Not March this year. Yeah. Yes. Not starting March this year. We're going to start this in June. Um, we're going to give people the opportunity to, you don't have to, the opportunity to test. And there's two things um, that you can do. You could move up an entire level, probably won't be called levels, but for now, <laughs> you can move up an entire level. You can go from level one to level two. You can accomplish level one, actually. You can move from level one to level two, level two to level three. But even within that, there's all these different things that you can check off. So like in the martial arts world, you get a stripe on your belt. You don't move up a belt, but you get stripes. Once you hit your stripes, you accomplish all the things you move up a belt. So we basically just want to steal that and give people more opportunities for public recognition um, of their efforts. And uh, yeah, just it's it's to be able to show people, look at all this progress that you're making that yeah. honestly is pretty easy to overlook and get caught up on sometimes what we're not doing. Yeah. So um, I'm really, really excited to implement that. And then the last thing we said about like these, the new membership structure, and the biggest thing, I mean, we don't need to get into memberships <laughs> here, but the biggest thing is that um, you might be thinking like, wow, like this is a lot, like did, did this all get more expensive? And for some people it did, um, but for most of our members, it actually has been a savings. And the reason why we were like, well, how did it get more for some and, and less for others? It's, well, we've been open a decade <laughs> and our memberships have had step increases over the years. Um, but so far the vast majority of the conversations that I've had, um, people are saving money with this transition. And, um, I like that. And especially because it's not just, uh, it, it's, it's, it's best for everybody. We didn't, we, we put a lot of thought, a lot of thought into like, let's not be idiots. Like we were when I was 25 and naive and started this. Um, what actually makes sense from a membership standpoint all around. Um, and so far, uh, those conversations are going absolutely out of this world and, and I couldn't be happier with that too. So yeah. Anything? Uh, no, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think that's it. I, I'm just excited to, to move. I'm excited for March 15th. I'm excited to, to open the doors and, and to show everybody how awesome this is going to be and to really see people kick ass and grow. And I'm really excited for it.
So March 15th, um, we kick off the new model. We're going to do a two-week preview. And then the first official block of training, which will be that 12 weeks I was talking about, will be April 5th. We are not taking any new members until April 5th because we've got a mountain of work in front of us to get everybody transitioned over. And our priority is is uh, our, our people that are with us now. But if you're interested, um, we're going to have a wait list. Just head to bsbnova.com for now. Whatever form you see there, it might be a, a week free or the contact us. Let us know. We'll get you on the wait list and we'll be bringing people in on a first come, first serve basis and pumped to show you guys what this is all about. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Thank you, Todd.